Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds Steve and Joey are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable, quirky researchers that evangelize it. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 8, Unexplained Structures. Kind of like a Montessori school. Yeah, what are those things? <laughs> you, oh, you don't know what those are? No, I know. Classic Steve. <laughs> Coming in, oh fuck, that thing fell. Oh. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, the plug. Um. Yeah. The uh, even the on even on Amazon where I legally purchased. Oh, your little shock felt your pop yeah, filter yeah. there. Uh, even on Amazon where I purchased season two. Uh, again. For anyone thinks I just talk shit, I'm supporting the show. Yeah. Um, I watch on Facebook and or SoundCloud. Yeah. It's enough It's enough that one of us does it. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, and I have cable. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, so you kind of pay for everything <laughs> on cable. Basically. <laughs> That's why I go well, into. Well, they look at that shit on on demand all the I time. I go into Target and I just steal those Blu-rays because I'm like, hey, this was on cable at some <laughs> point. This is mine. Yeah. Okay. I now have this right. forever. I promise I won't watch the special features, though, because those yeah. aren't included on cable. Yeah. So. And I don't care. So right. it really works out. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, the this was labeled unexplained structure. <laughs> like there was no S on even Amazon, or and I even checked a couple yeah. like on demand services. So I don't know how that happened, but uh, I guess because nobody cares either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can explain those structures. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, this episode is all about. It focuses on five. Uh, the show has five segments between commercials, so the show has five main uh, ancient, or even the last one, not so ancient structures um, that have mysterious, huge, huge tracks of land. No huge. Uh, uh, blocks or pillars or carvings or whatever. So yeah. this is kind of pressure points and <laughs> right. yeah. uh, magnetic energy. <laughs> you can just feel yeah. it humming like a young 16-year-old woman on your third date when you were a junior in high school. <laughs> and she called you some kind of homosexual even though you are clearly... Staring at her breast the entire time. And hard as fuck. And in my mind, that's pretty macho. <laughs> I'd say that's great. <laughs> You'd have macho to believe staring at her. <laughs> You'd have to believe it, that, that I was horny. <laughs> the only answer. <laughs> I was, I was uh, extra sexual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, how's it going, Steve? It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good as usual. <laughs> Not going to go too personal. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, now, yeah. you or I have never been to any of these places, right? I'm confirming that I've I, never been Oh, there. I've been to Karnak. Oh, okay. No, I've never. Um, we have been I'm to... I'm trying to think. I've been to the Win, 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 Winchester House. <laughs> well, I was thinking... I almost said Worcestershire House. <laughs> oh, Worcestershire House. Uh, I've been to the Winchester oh, house. Oh, that house goes great on stage. Which is not yeah. an alien it's thing, not an but it's one of those place. weird it's not, things. Yeah. It's pretty oh. old. Oh, Ghost Adventures has had, I think, one or two episodes about the oh, Winchester yeah. house. Oh, I've been to Catalina a shitload. Right. And there's a lot of UFO sightings out there right. and like the weird giant things and all the Native Americans. Right. But yeah. you Never well, want any of the things we're going to talk about I think about knowingly, neither of us have walked in the footsteps of Childress yeah. at all. So, um, But uh, yeah, we... We get a big, samey return to Karnak again. Like, literally episode. the same cut <laughs> <Right>. episode. <laughs> if you listen to, uh, I think it was episode five, season one, Gods and Aliens, where they talk about how 
Karnak was perhaps even a signpost to the the ancient land of Hyperborea, which is where Apollo, yeah. the god, would fly over in his in his chariot UFO. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and go to Hyperborea where the sun never sets and yeah, shit like just like really north, boring the North Pole or whatever. Yeah. Basically, it's the most hyper boring place right. you could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it starts raining on him in that one point, and so like, it sounds kind of fucked up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, we start off talking about something we've talked about fairly at length before, but uh, Gobekli Tepe, which is in uh, San Lurfia, forgive my pronunciation, uh, Turkey. Um, It's it's like 500 miles south of Istanbul, which is the city most people know in Turkey. Where they dance with those nice little dresses on. Oh, yeah. The whirling whirling dervishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, this is considered one of the greatest archaeological finds in history. Um, It was like the first religious site ever found. Like, it's like, like, or what they theorize as being specifically for religious practices found. Um, It was unique in the sense that there was no sign of people really living there, but it was more of a congregation point that it was a temple, actually like a temple system because there was a bunch of, they've only really uncovered one or two of these like concentric circle Mm -hmm. pillared uh, buildings, which probably had roofs at some point, but um, uh, because the pillars are built into walls and stuff. And, uh, and there's carvings of various animals on there and some humanoid people, uh, humanoid, humanoid forms. Creature things. And, uh, and so they've laser scanned the ground, as we've said. Can't they just fucking, like, laser all their shit before, right. too? Uh, which, again, kind of negating the Karnak theory that it's a, it's a fucking stone signpost. Right. If aliens can if, – if we, as humans, out. can laser scan underground and find that there are 20 structures still hiding under Gobegli Tepe's, like, sands – yeah. Uh, then why the fuck would interstellar travelers with thousands or millions of years more advanced technology need big stone markers to know where shit is on the planet? Yeah, yeah. You know? So um, anyway, again, we have Google Maps. You don't think they they would die if yeah. they didn't have more sophisticated navigation centers. They'd run into Get fucking through, stars yeah. and planets and asteroids and shit like that, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, still, very interesting site. To this day, there's still kind of more questions around Gobekli Tepe than, um, than answers, but... And especially since the, I checked since the airing of the show seven years ago at this point, um, there was a, a German archaeological team that for 13 years was was uh, excavating it yep. after this farmer just found this pointy piece of stone in his in his farm, in one of his fields. Um, the guy that ran the archaeological dig died in 2014. They're still doing stuff there, but and that's why they've scanned it more mm-hmm. recently. But uh, but to this day, they still haven't figured out exactly any so, any sort of confirmation as to what right. it is. But the theories are, in general, that the animals te- didn't tend to be farm animals. They were like scorpions and lions. There was geese, too, but, like, tended to be animals that were constellation-based and, right. and kind of worshipped at the time. Or what they saw was as, like, formidable animals, you know, like, not just, like, a cow or whatever, Yeah, they're too. resistant, resilient. Right. Yeah. And and uh, and pro- likely yes. something to be worshipped. And yeah. because most of these religious sites are cosmological in nature so right. uh but what it is interesting because this one is uh almost twelve thousand years old which to kind of put that in perspective is thousands of years before stone it's like five to seven thousand years before the pyramids were built so this is old as shit oh you just got pussy pounded over there <laughs> cat attack yeah. she's got on the cord there we go um but <laughs> but uh 
But yeah, so they they was, they've also found some of this stuff I just looked up outside of the show. Yeah, uh, lots of butchered animal bones were found. So mm-hmm. like not slaughtered. Well, they were literally slaughtered for right, food. Right, right, right. Not like there was an Mysteriously, animal war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know those yeah. ancient animal yeah. wars between people and animals. Yeah, um, or the animals just fighting each other. Right. Yeah, the yeah. cows rounded up. Yeah. They're going to kind go of an animal farm the, situation. The yeah, um, with the communist revolution. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, again there and there was all these kind of what seemed like stations with these animals and pillars and whatever. And their their theory is that you know main, mainstream you know archaeologists think that people may have traveled from up to like 150 kilometers around to congregate at this temple, um, and then uh, of course, well, and then not that then, yet, but uh, uh, and then. of course the AAT guys, the ancient astronaut theorist guys, think that um, this must have been influenced by ETs because the pillars are 19 feet high, and um, I thought I wrote that down here, but like. Many oh, 15 tons, you know, like right. so 15 times 2,000, whatever the fuck that is, 30,000 30, pounds, yeah. uh, pillars. Um, and uh, and Mesopotamia, which was around seven, eight thousand BC or, or years ago, sorry, right? Um, it's considered the cradle of modern civilization, like so, all the stuff like writing and and um, agriculture and kind of staying in one spot, and not being nomadic. That was before Gobekli, Gobekli Tepe was originally. The oldest Even. modernish civilization we knew, mm-hmm. uh, but the Tepe like is five thousand years possibly before that. So even a few thousand, because uh, they kind of range from some of the articles I read or journals said it was like nine thousand years old. Some say it was ten, eleven, twelve. Regardless, it's it's far older yeah. than even Stonehenge of the pyramids. So yeah. or Mesopotamia. So uh, we get the return of Robert Schock, aka Geology Jesus, in this episode. Um, and uh, he doesn't say much in here, but he <laughs> he had some funny little terms uh, that I wanted to shout out to. So uh, he talks about with Gobegli Tepe how we've had uh, little glimmers and little suggestions <laughs> that civilizations of a much higher sophistication were around much earlier in time than we previously thought. So just reaffirming that. Um, but uh, Andrew Collins also makes a return. It's only been a couple episodes, but uh, we call him Cockney Collins on this episode. Um, looks just like Phil Collins. Has the same balding hair yeah. cut as him. Later, he's a little more stylish. He has like a pork pie hat or fedora yeah, yeah, in the later that, that seasons. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he trims it up a bit. Um, he comes and gives him some perspective. And he's the one that, that, as I already said before, he says, you know, put in perspective several thousand years older than Stonehenge or the pyramids of Giza. So, uh, and, yeah, and when, check out this old Giza. Uh, <laughs> this fucking <laughs> old Giza's balls. Bollocks are dragging on yeah. the fucking ground. It's all tangly and bit needed. <laughs> Banging my fucking daughter. <laughs> uh, but uh, he also believes that some of the humanoid carvings um, are could have been depicting like the the ark, like the Noah's ark in stone. So mm. um, over 2,000 cultures have the flood myth, you know, which is insane. That's an insane amount, which yeah. leads me to believe that some, that maybe that actually fucking happened, happened because that's 2000 different cultures saying the sea levels rose and fucked a lot of shit up at some right, point, right. which kind of coincides with the ice caps, the, the ice age melting, you know, around right, right. before that time too. So, cause to them that would have seemed like prehistory. Yeah. And as we discussed on underwater worlds, which was season two, episode two, mm-hmm. um, there are plenty of coastal cities that are buried under 70 feet of water, you know, right, so not, right. Not like the fucking water came up three miles up shore like everyone says is right, going to happen. Right, in a matter but, of hours. Right, but yeah. it's like, no, they rose up and eventually they had to abandon the cities, you know. Yeah. And and, uh, and it's interesting actually too because that's it makes – they never showed or talked about any evidence that the cities had evidence that they were uh, quickly abandoned. They didn't say like, oh, a bunch of right. shit was just left on the ground as if like a tidal right, wave right. came, which makes sense because like the lower levels of the city were like, well yeah. – 
Time fucking to move house up on water. Let's this, move up yeah. towards the hill, and then another hundred years. Oh yeah, my yeah. grandfather used to live down there, but it's underwater yeah. now. The you great know, flood too. happened, right? Yeah. And so, uh, just yeah, literally watching as the over years of the the sea levels rose inch by inch. So, um, but uh, anyway, they also make an interesting point that I don't really I don't understand why it's that important. So there have been zero cutting tools. And, and no agricultural uh, agricultural implements found at Gobekli Tepe. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, A, with how fucking old this is. Yeah. Like, I know that there's, in some places, there's a historical precedent for that, like finding the tools around too. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're done building something, I don't think, like, I worked as a handyman and contractor for a while. When I got finished, like, remodeling a bonus room, I didn't leave the hammer in the drywall and go right. and buy another hammer or make one. I don't understand this obsession with the, tools oh, there's no tools there, there, so there, there weren't tools. I'm like, right. why would they just leave the tools lying around? You know, again, unless it was abandoned very quickly or something, right. which is actually the opposite of what they're arguing here. Yeah. That they actually buried it with care and to put it at rest yeah. and whatever, too. Yeah, but. which means they probably took all the valuable things, right. which are tools, mm-hmm. to go build a new place. So they probably actually cleaned up a right. little bit. And, you know, right. When you move out of an apartment, you're going to leave some shit behind. Yeah. Like the good stuff you take. And, and animal bones, they probably found because they buried them in fucking pits or yeah. whatever, too, you know. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. To me, it doesn't. it's interesting, I guess, there's no tools, but it doesn't really mean anything, especially because the historical precedent that they're basing that on is at least 5,000 years newer than right. that. Because in ancient Egypt, there's plenty of tools they found and whatever. Yeah. But that's also what was a way bigger undertaking than this, too. As big as this, uh, you know, still completely, yeah. except for... Well, it was a city built around the pyramid, where right. this is more just part right. of the city. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And this was... They've only, uh, you know, uncovered 13% after, f- like, five years of fucking... Right. D- or five, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. 5% has been uncovered after 13 years of digging, there's still another 20 or some yeah. circular structures with these pillars. So assuming they had wood roofs or yeah, something yeah. at some point. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, still fascinating. They're still working on it. I hope it'll be interesting to see, like, if anyone takes charge and uncovers the rest of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But um, anyway, we get our first Coppins call, Philip Coppins, RIP. Um, and I think he died in 2012 or 14. Um, but he says, uh, <laughs> I wrote that he says just what I said, too. But, again, it's worth shouting out. He says, in the case of Gobekli Tepe, it appears that it was very carefully buried, and it's as if they, pe- the people moved on, but instead of destroying it, they put it at peace by burying it with sand. And so, <laughs> specifically, right. sand. And I'm like, and it, he said sad. Yeah. <laughs> with, with sad, sad. faces. Um, but yeah, why? Why would they destroy it? Like you don't see they didn't destroy the fucking pyramids when they left too. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, they're still there and people live there, but still, it's like. Why would they also building it? I'm sure was hard enough. Why would they fucking be knocking over 15 ton pillars right, just right, to right, be right, like, right. Yeah. "Fuck this, we're done with." Like what I'm guessing happened. Assuming the theory of the mainstream ar- archaeologists is true, is that it was a congregational place. Yeah. As civilization, and they're even arguing that Gobekli Tepe might have influenced the surrounding areas that because there are smaller things, smaller versions of it, like like a few hundred years later, yeah. like, like a thousand years later. That aren't that remarkable, but they're very similar in shape and structure to Gobekli Tepe. Those same kind of T-shaped pillars and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and uh, and carvings and stuff. But they're not as remarkable because they're not as heavy and they're not mm-hmm, as whatever, mm-hmm. too, you know. So it seems to me like they had a congregational place to worship, but as people were not being uh, – learning to not be hunters and gatherers and nomadic – and they were setting up shop places maybe with better architecture and things. Yeah. They wouldn't need to, to go 70 fucking, you know, 150 kilometers or whatever out to worship 
their gods or the stars or whatever too. You know, yeah, so yeah. maybe just slowly abandoned business dried up or whatever, and they just they were just, like, we're yeah. done. You know, like cities around here, like or you know, in the U.S. I should say, mm-hmm. um, you know, business dries up, right? People move out of town, right. and no one cares, so they just leave all their shit behind, right? I just realized another kind of inconsistency too is they're talking about no tools. Did, were they saying that they why, like it's? It seems as if they're implying that it wasn't just the sand naturally covering these places up right. over time, over twelve thousand years. Like, and because there's no there's no shovels there. Like, are right. you saying that a bunch of people buried? Okay, buried in the sand. Fifteen feet. Twenty. Down, yeah. yeah, twenty at least. Or sorry, twenty one, twenty two. Pretty big circular structures, at least nineteen feet deep or mm-hmm. more, with sand by hand. You could do it, I guess, but that would be lifetimes of work for people. I'm assuming just the fucking desert took it back, right? You know, right, like, right, right. but they're saying like, oh, they buried it with care. I'm like, that seems like almost more work than building it. Like, yeah, why would yeah. you dedicate your life to just pushing it? Generations under, yeah. of families be like, oh, shoveling more sand in here today. Yeah, like, yeah. it's filling. You know, we're, we got a, 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 an extra foot this year. Like, yeah. it's just like, what the fuck would you be doing? Oh, the for? crop's looking good. Got yeah. another foot up and a half. And uh... also, it's they never said that these temples were built into existing holes right. and that there was level ground that they just dumped like it's not like they right. dug a grave and built these temples there was probably just level ground around right, there right so that means you'd have to ship sand in to bury it saying, under to, like, a pile, pile up like enough. yeah it, it stands to reason that after twelve thousand years the sand covered it up Kinda with just took harsh winds yeah. and whatever that area anyway so anyway but um we get our first children's chime in and he kind of touches on one of the big ten poles of ancient astronaut theory. So he goes, why are they building these massive structures all over the world? Many of them very similar. It leads us to believe there's some kind of connection between all these ancient sites that the builders were doing it for a similar purpose. And he really grunts that one yeah, out. Yeah. So it's the classic like, oh, there's similar structures but again, you're already if you just do the math, if you take yeah. you pause the video for a second, just do that not our video or something yeah. anyway. Freeze on but, him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> him stroking out. <laughs> yeah. Puss. Yeah. <laughs> <I> kinda... <laughs> They're gonna make a pussy yeah, joke no, or no. something. <laughs> but just uh a burp. Yeah. <laughs> just an expulsion. Uh <laughs> but uh oh. there we go. Um <laughs> uh, if you just do the math He's using Gobegli, or at least the show is using Gobegli Tepe as an example of all these structures getting built at the same time with the same style and the same techniques. And yet, this entire episode ranges from 12,000 years ago to 1,500 years ago. Yeah. Those are thousands of years, over 10,000 years difference. Massive amount. Thousands in between. That is not an explosion in building of pyramids. That's 12,000 years apart. So again... Always remember that when anyone's trying to tell you there's this weird explosion like that was happening yeah. in my pants. No, that yeah. it was happening in building these things. You know, right. it's like I think we talked about it on uh, maybe it was Gods and Aliens, but where they introduced this thing in the world energy grid again and all that stuff. And mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden when the pyramids get built, this explosion across the world in South America. Right. And then here, and I'm like, yeah. no, one of those was 3,000 years later. Right. Another one was a 1,500 years before mm-hmm. that. Like, that's not all at the same time. Yeah, if you go to 2,000 <laughs> years back from today, right. there's right. a lot of different types of 
uh, building even, tapping. There wasn't even TV. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't even grilled cheese. Electricity didn't exist. Right. <laughs> there wasn't internet porn. Nothing. There was yeah. porn on walls, I guess. Yeah. But like in bathhouses yeah, and stuff. But yeah, yeah. You go to brothels and stuff. And, yeah. It's it's surprising actually. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, the new Assassin's Creed Origins game, Uh-oh. Orgies uh, game. Oh yeah. You can go into like brothels in the various cities around mm-hmm. Egypt and Alexandria, and they have like classically painted fuck scenes, like Kama Sutra esque scenes on there. And I'm like, oh, it's a kind of horny yeah. when you're looking at them, you know. But uh, some sort of growth yeah. in my pants, <laughs> and I don't know what to do when I expel my load. <laughs> my stones are having some sort of electromagnetic energy. Pulsating at an alarming frequency. Ejaculating energy up into the sky. Like a big light rod, right. just down into the ground. <laughs> Once again, just takes his own helicopter down yeah. by jizzing volcano yeah. <laughs> semen into the sky. <laughs> You're coming up to work, yeah. David! <laughs> again, like, yeah. we've created this helicopter pilot character for him. Ah, like, shit. He, like, he has yeah. to lug, lug old David yeah, around yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, David. <laughs> Fucking two in the yeah. morning. Get your fat ass out of the bed and take me where I want to go. Big boy has been good. <laughs> hey, you fucking donkey boy. Get your fucking ass into that whirly bird and take me on a fucking goddamn journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Indiana Jones. Right. I'm going to journey through the fucking sky. Um, but uh, we also get uh, Jason Martell, who is a slick back kid. I feel like he's android-ish if not an android himself that's my little ancient astronaut theory thing is like he is like maybe he's sent by the aliens he seems like a nice guy but he's like again i've said it before he almost never gets less awkward on camera in like 10 seasons Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. his his hair gets more bleached and frosted oh the newer season he's got frosted styling it up he's got some some boy band shit going there but um but yeah he's he comes on just say yes there's similarities there too and the sim you know between all these structures and yes the similarities are that every culture was building it for the gods or as a temple to the gods or a temple to just heard a pop. Yeah. Okay. We still good? Yep. Yeah. Oh, there yep, we go. Yep. Okay. Um, or or a temple to their own divine lineage, like in making themselves, you know, the Pharaoh living mm-hmm, forever mm-hmm. through his his name and this fucking giant pyramid out there, or whatever, too. So um that's kind of the intro thing, you know. And I mean, it is cool because Gobegli Tepe kind of rewrote it doubled the idea of uh, when we are modern, you know, quote unquote, modern culture started. So yeah. civilizations with writing, reading, agriculture, and staying in one spot basically started now with Gobagli Tepe as opposed to Mesopotamia, Sumeria, which is what we talked mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. So um, we move on to uh, Cusco in Peru and uh, and to a site called Sacsayhuaman. Ooh. Yeah. Um so there, there's some Incan structures here, uh, but Sacsayhuaman, the, early, the lower structures below are pre-Incan. And uh, that's like Ooh. when a squid's about to come, yeah, you know, he's pre-Incan. But, uh, um, like, ink that down low, too. Oh, yeah. He's linking out a, or leaking yeah. out a little bit. But uh, <laughs> um, there, there, a lot of mainstream archaeologists say that it was the Kilke culture that preceded the Incans that built these giant fucking stones. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the experts, the people themselves from... Prehistory or whatever from fifteen hundred years ago or more, they go they go on what they say and they say this was built by our god Viracocha. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Martell comes on the slick back kid and once again he hasn't been here for a while. Yeah, but we've kind of we've not criticized. I guess you criticized him, but like 
he tends to be the one to bring up the racial differences a lot right, um, right. and the the kind of white guy um as as an extraterrestrial savior the supernatural white guy that comes to the brown people and teaches them shit they could never find yeah, out on yeah. themselves on their own um but uh, he <laughs> He basically says that you know, hey, when when Vera Co- or when the when the Spaniard the Spanish conquistadors came and they mentioned, uh, wow, these are big blocks you built. They said, <laughs> oh, that was built by Vera Cocha. You guys look a lot like Vera Cocha because you yeah. have white skin, which isn't really what they said. Right, that's what the Spanish thought they said yeah, or just reported. They said, yeah, because um, meanwhile the Spanish then fucked them up and didn't right, care right, right. and rewrote their history. I'm sure, but um, anyway, so. I, I kind of I debunked that afterwards because they yeah. you know they claimed that the Incans were like oh you have white skin like Viracoche but what they likely meant was that you are shining or like the god of light like the god of the right. sun like Viracoche or whatever Wearing, too yeah because um, Jason all Mar- the metal and all the shit right Jason Martel's reading these these post Spanish uh, invasion accounts by the Spanish where they go oh no like that you know he's described as a pale skin white haired gun who doesn't look anything like the people there right. and it's just like they have no idea someone like that could exist right <laughs> you know and and uh but of course this is ancient aliens could viracocha have been an alien yeah. so could uh, the conquistadors have been aliens right. cuz they were wearing metal weird kind of mm-hmm. you know suits you never know yeah we just had one of our other episodes there were some indigenous people that were like oh you guys came in on these ships. You must be gods, you know, or right. whatever, too. Um, and then they found out they weren't, and then they fucking killed them all. But, yeah. um, too late. Bye. Yeah. But we get uh, we get this guy, John Brandenburg, who's briefly been in season one. He basically is an engineer that comes on and says, yeah, this shit's really hard to fucking do, even with modern tools. And that's kind of what they use them for. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, these blocks here, at, uh, I keep forgetting, the at Saxe Woman. That would be difficult for even thousands of men to do. And I'm like, yeah, but they probably had thousands of men yeah. to do that. Uh, also, I'll bring it up again later, but the fucking – this fallacy that uh, we can't do this kind of construction today. No, it's because a, a thousand years of construction tool evolution stopped needing to be able to lift up thousands-pound blocks to yeah. build cities and stuff. We figured out how to build arches and load-bearing walls that were thinner and stronger and more efficient and whatever and less yep. materials. Because why the fuck would you want to have to hire – imagine if you worked at McDonald's and you said, oh, can I hire – and you're the manager and you say, can I run this McDonald's with 15 people or would I choose to run it with 1,000 people, each pushing a key press, each pushing a burger yeah. patty, one inch on the grill, then someone else helps, then someone else helps to push that burger – you wouldn't fucking do that. Like, if you right. didn't have to, you wouldn't waste the time and money and manpower. So, yep. uh, anyway, this has been um, the the Saxe Hoaman has like the the construction has been pretty well debunked. Um, I'm going to read a little excerpt that I got from a bunch of different sources, but all collated on Wikipedia. So, the Inca used similar construction techniques in building Saxe Hoaman as they used on all their stonework, albeit on a far more massive scale. The stones were rough cut to the approximate shape in the quarries using river cobbles. So river cobblestones. Yep. They were dragged by rope to the construction site, a feat that at times required hundreds of men. The ropes were so impressive that they warranted mention by Diego de Trujillo in 1571 as he inspected a room filled with ink and building materials for yep. this fucking site. The stones were shaped into their final form at the building site and then laid in place. So they chipped away a little bit of it when they yep. cored it out. Or they even saw yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the stones fell. There was like these yep. rock fall places where they didn't even have to go, like core it. They yeah, just fucking yeah. dragged them. So... Um, so anyway, uh, the work while supervised by Inca architects was largely carried out by groups of individuals fulfilling their labor obligations to the state. Again, 
these Incans had a pretty sophisticated fucking culture where yeah. they had their emperor and they had fucking mandatory like it wasn't sh- truly slave yeah. labor but they like different ethnocentric groups in the area were like okay you tribe you have to come here yeah it's your help. turn to pitch in right. and do you guys your need to help for six yeah. months and then whatever you know so um because they all shared the same religion and all yeah. that stuff too so in that area so and it was called turn labor um or it's just in spanish called or mita uh yeah. so each villager the good group land. yeah provided a certain number of individuals to participate in such public works projects and so um the the how they shaped the stones um were was just a simple process that like all stone age tools and shit that you see mm-hmm. was called pressure flaking and right, so right. and you can do that even with a smooth cobblestone for like a river cobblestone yeah, stone on stone action right <laughs> and uh you crack away at the edge of something and you take off these flaky layers of the fucking rock and you work it and yes it's hard and takes a long time mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you can do it so um Although, I'll continue here real quick because this is just too good to not fucking, you know, read all this. So, although multiple regions might provide labor for a single large-scale state project, the ethnic composition of the work gangs remained intact as different groups were assigned different tasks. Uh, Cieza de Leon, a Spaniard um, who visited uh, Sacsayhuaman two times in the late 1540s, mentions the quarrying of the stones, their transportation to the site, and the digging of foundation trenches. All this was conducted by rotational labor under the close supervision of imperial architects. Um, last little chunk here. Jean-Pierre Protzen, a professor of architecture, has shown how the Inca built long and complex ramps with the stone quarries near Olean Taitambo uh, and how additional ramps were built to drag the blocks of the construction above the village. He suggests similar ramps would have been built at Sacsayhuaman. Vince Lee, an author, architect, and explorer who has studied various ancient sites where people move large megaliths, theorizes that the blocks at Sacsayhuaman were put into place by carving them precisely. The method used to match precisely the shape of a stone with the adjacent stones is unknown, even though I looked up some other sites. Like, people mm-hmm. in research papers and literally like, drawn diagrams of how they would have done it with material yeah. available. Not proven, but totally possible with, like, a plumb bob and this and yeah, drawing yeah. these things and whatever. Um, the method the, – uh, sorry. Uh, it may have been scribing or by templating. Um, the blocks would be towed up a ramp and above the wall where they would be placed on top of a stack of logs. The logs would be removed one at a time to lower the stones in place. Mm -hmm. So that is a lot of fucking work, but it's doable with all of the shit they had around there. All the time, all the effort, all the people's devotion. Right. And so... Um, there are, there are lots of sites diagramming the construction method. You should look up just, uh, Sac construction theories or construction evidence or whatever. Very, or just go to that Wikipedia and go to into the primary sources. It has, uh, 24 source sources, uh, source footnotes and just the chunk I just read, which is not the whole article. So, yeah. um, anyway, uh, Christopher Dunn returns here and, and we knew him, uh, in season one, usually the first episode, I think, where he was talking about, no, you couldn't have an awl that would go down in that granite like that. So they would have had to have power tools. He's like from a New England guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he comes on and just says like, oh, we would, you know, you have granite and we would need diamonds to cut that. But you don't need diamonds. Obviously, there are granite. If you were going to power tool something, you'd probably need a diamond because right. you're going to spin it so fucking fast. Right. But... There's going to be friction. There's going to be all yeah. that stuff. And because you don't, in, in our modern brain, right, we don't want to sit there for three months to make right. a hammer, you know, like, and they, they might have done that in the yeah, past. Yeah. And so... Sculpt something away for right. weeks at a time. It's re- a lot of this is, you know, it's funny, because the ancient astronaut theorists all say the same thing. 
you know, we need to wake up and get out of our modern mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. we do need to get out of our modern mindset for the right fucking things and put yourself in, in their shoes mindset. in yeah. reality, right? Like, because, Not that I am. Yeah, so we're all used to, be able to, to being able to go to Target or Walmart and buy a hammer, let alone a hardware store like a Home Depot, let alone a privately owned hardware store, let alone the hammer maker in the old West, let alone, yeah. we can go let back alone and get more complicated. being able to drive there and right. not walk there <laughs> exactly, yeah. and be around there <laughs> and all, you know, all the things that go into it. Right. Oh, and they're also metal hammers, not yeah. stone hammers right. and things too. So, um, anyway, it's not, it's just not when you do again, five, 10 minutes of looking up online from primary sources and research papers or people that have fucking investigated that sites or sites yeah. just like it. It, you can you can learn a lot here. So um, there are also marks thought to have been uh, dissolved by acid or molten something, but those are the, the depressions that were described by the Spanish as these log depressions to pry the fucking mm-hmm. things up or push them or roll them or whatever. Yeah, too, so you much know? force there that right. it compressed it. Yeah, or, or softer or, or fasten fasten the ropes yeah. and shit like that. And again, apparently these were impressive as fuck ropes because even the Spanish, way more modern. Then the Incans came here and saw this, you know, quote unquote primitive culture going, those ropes are fucking sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and those again, ropes are fucking El Grande. Macho. Holy shit. They yeah. are throwing massive ropes. Those yeah. are fucking Peter <laughs> North style ropes. Uh, El Senor, yeah. who's Peter North? Oh, he's some guy who's going to be able to come really right. hard in the future. Don't worry. Um, uh, he's known as uh, El Decorator, yeah. <laughs> El Face Painter. Yeah. El Silly String. Right. Um, yeah, he. He's a great man. Right. No, but again, problem. with with that kind of knowledge, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if aliens would have come down and just said, here's some sick ropes. Exactly. They probably would have just right. helped them float oh, across. They would have just, yeah. they only would have said that if they were going to come on their faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, here's some. <laughs> oh, they're raptor aliens? Here's some uh, <laughs> sick ropes for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they like a lot of alien talk is like oh. is like bug sounds almost right. like yeah. yeah or it's like those rasta guys going yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> pasta they, they, they bring on this um, old Andean legend guy who talks about myths and stuff like that and he says it was the falcon that told them how to build it um, and of course. Very quickly, they're like, could this Falcon have been a UFO? Probably. And then they move, and then <laughs> yeah. they move on. Like, Again, the forceful. <laughs> yep. And then my favorite line of the segment is the slick back kid, Jason Martell, comes on and goes, now, I don't discount human ingenuity, but this kind of engineering, which we can't duplicate today, wrong, uh, must raise a flag for further consideration. It's almost extraterrestrial in a sense, and he gets all fucking snide and like, yeah. whatever. And he's like, someone had to teach them these techniques. Yeah. I'm like... Or they were just doing stone mason, stone age stone masonry yeah. on a larger scale, right? And right. nobody can just imagine if you could, because there were fucking granite hammers and shit like that, and, and spearheads and stuff. They just can't imagine sitting there for that much longer, right? Or having to get fifty guys to all fucking do it on one rock. But hey, <laughs> I oh, got yeah. oh, it's my favorite video Woo! series. Fifty oh, yeah. guys doing it on oh, one yeah. rock. And the rock keeps getting smaller and yeah. smaller. No, it's, so it's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's 50 guys doing the rock. Can you smell what my doing asshole it on is the rock. Yeah. They're, they're just fucking on him. He's right. not engaged right. or involved anyway. Well, just you think, 50 I mean, dudes he, fucking on the rock. You would think he'd be kind of heavy. Yeah. And, and you would think he would get smothered by butts, yeah. and, butts and dicks. <laughs> he'd be sort of into it. I mean, at some point, you've Thank got you. to... 
be aroused by the energy of the sex happening around right. you. You can just feel the tension and the horny arousal. The anal, happening. the anal magnetic fusion going on. I mean, these loads have to be the the accuracy at which what? this man blew into that other dude's asshole is insane. That only magnetism could have drawn that right. load in so perfectly. Right. Not being completely sealed by ass yeah. flesh, <laughs> rectum flesh. Yeah. That's the only. Place. Engaged there. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, oh, sorry. So he says someone has to teach them these things. I'm like, yeah. no, like you can look at a granite hammer from even 20,000 years before this, and yeah. they were doing the same fucking thing. So um, anyway, for the fucking Spanish, who then were like, oh, fuck these primitive screw heads. You know what I mean? Let's fucking, oh, <laughs> punch on the yeah. mic there. Um, to say that was impressive and then go, okay, yeah. let's fucking kill them anyway, you know, and get their gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that, that's pretty respectable, like, you know, not respectful, but, yeah. um, but yeah, he, uh, Jason Martell also brings up the point again that it was likely a landing zone for UFOs. And I'm like, why would they fucking need landing yeah. zones? You know, like they can travel through dimensions or space time or whatever. Yeah, just blast them trees out. Right. They probably don't need to land. You know, yeah. I understand. We need it was a like, visual marker for it, right? And so uh, we move back to one of the one of something that I think has been talked about three times, two two times already on the, in this in our episodes of this show, which is in order. So I guess the whole show anyway, ancient aliens. But uh, the third time we go back to the Garnac stones in uh, Brittany, France. Um, for a quick recap, these are a bunch of huge stones uh, aligned in rows and shapes and squares, and especially Pythagorean triangles, yeah. um, over two miles of countryside in France. So um, we've, we've discussed it before uh, earlier in this episode that one of the theories is it could have been pointing uh, the, the god Apollo, who was the bringer of knowledge, and he crossed over multiple religions and still called himself yeah. Apollo, um, when it was really just only Roman and Greek, but um, his theater was pretty rough, though. Right, exactly. You get booed out of we there. We made that easily. joke, <laughs> did we? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, I feel like yeah. that's, that's something we've said, but um, but uh, again, he might have needed a marker to go to Hyperborea, where yeah. the land of fucking uh, eternal sunshine. So um, you know, you can go there. You can forget your girlfriend. The sun kind of yeah. like you know takes some, some, some controlled brain damage yeah. and. Especially if your girlfriend's Kate Winslet, you know, you can forget about her. Yeah. But then you realize you shouldn't forget about her. You should learn from yeah. your love and all that stuff, too. I was so that say, was... you can uh, let the music play. Right. Take your worries for another day. Let the music play. Down at Fraggle Rock. Why <laughs> is it Fraggle Rock? Because that's what Fraggle Rock is. That's the song. I know, but... Karnak with all these rocks. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> I thought it was like, what's that to do with Apollo? No. And, yeah. Or Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, he was going, yeah, he was going away. Right. Yeah. I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Again, why, why would they need these big stones to to as these mark markers from the sky, from the sky? Yeah. Um, if they could, if they got across trillions of miles of space, like right. or warped through fucking space time or whatever. So Robert Shock Geology just comes on and says pretty reasonably. He just goes, "The short answer as to why they built this is." We don't really know. I'm like, <laughs> okay, at least this is like, I, it's it's almost like they're trying to introduce um, a little bit of objectivity, but for the purpose of like, oh, we're going to yeah, get yeah, them though in yeah. a couple minutes with here all the evidence go. we have, yeah. you know. I'm um, not totally sure, and, but here you go. And that comes in in this in this segment. The narrator has a little bit of uh, hyperbolizing or exaggerating his voice, which is really funny. But um, we get our, our uh, uh, children's chime in here. Um, so, oh yeah, they also just mentioned that the myth is that these were actually Roman soldiers turned to stone 
by Merlin the Wizard. So yeah. they were all in formation, and that's why they were like this. Or yeah, that. they were all giving each other their helmets. Right. Um, even if that was the case, the Romans at that time would not have al- would also not have known Pythagoras's Pythagorean theorem, and they wouldn't have been in a formation like that too. Right. You know, and so Merlin is he that old? Right. Yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. Like technically, the 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 King Arthur movie with Clive Owen uh, and and Kira Knightley. Where she's like, don't worry, I won't let them rape you. And she's um, all the blue makeup and stuff. Yeah. Technically is the most historically accurate account of Merlin where it was actually like late B.C.s or early A.D.s. Uh, I think, no, it, was, it was like 400 A.D. where we think Merlin was like always like more a little later medieval or something. But that they were a bunch of Sarmatian knights that were like supposedly really good horsemen and fighters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Romans. Were like, the Romans still around? I yes. thought they had oh, started yeah, yeah. to fall by then. Oh, no, no. They sacked their town or their area and took some of their young men to go fucking be knights, and they became these such awesome knights. They were going to win their freedom, and they they were all about. Uh, and and Arthur was apparently trained by Roman scholars who were all about republican democracy, which he actually liked the idea of, which gave him the idea for this table of voting and the round table and all stuff. But like they say that if if Excalibur existed, it would look much more like a Roman gladius than like a medieval uh, uh, short sword mm. or something. So um, anyway, little. Uh, Clive Owen history. There. But um, Childress chimes in here and says, you know, I can't remember. Is he yelling at this? Oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, archaeologists, yeah, yeah. archaeologists <laughs> say that, that one, men one step removed from cavemen were quarrying these giant stones up to 350 tons and somehow moving them into place. They seem randomly shaped, but we can see that they're cut on at least one side. And are magnetized with the earth. And then the narrator immediately comes on and mm-hmm. goes, stone magnets? Like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wacky and like, weird. Fucking crazy, right, guys? I'm like, Knife why? magnets? Yeah, my fucking <laughs> right. silverware becomes right. magnetic because it aligns with the goddamn poles. Yeah. Who told you Who told you to make that leap in your delivery and go like, yeah. stone magnets? He chuckles a little. I'm like, you can't do that. You're supposed to be yeah, you, you a idiot. documentary narrator, right. you know? But um, anyway, we get a big inconsistency alert here um so they themselves say they use gobegle tepe which we just talked about at length this very episode that in 12,000 bc or sorry 12,000 years ago they use advanced techniques to carve and move megaliths now they're saying this 4500 bc structure is one step away from cavemen and i'm like which one is it right like you you i mean again the karnak thing was shot for episode one i believe uh, and then we you know, see it in episode one, season five, Gods and Aliens. But if you're editing this fucking show, like, why are we doing a podcast about this more critical about the content? I'm taking notes as I'm watching yeah, this yeah. show. But, like, why are my notes, just from an editing perspective, saying, like, oh, hey, you kind of have a little inconsistency there. I guess, you know, we see this shit in movies. But usually it's like, oh, his hat's turned slightly this way in this scene, and now it's over yeah, here. Yeah, when they're looking at it too but, much, right. you kind of lose some of that focus. Mm-hmm. That's why it's always like, oh, let's get a fresh set of eyes on this. Right. And uh, I'm sure the staff there is helping, trying to help prove this point, too. Right, and right, That's the right. whole point of the show. So, um, Are we okay to break, or do you want to keep going? We can take a break. I need to relieve my bladder. Okay. And bye-bye. If you're lucky. <laughs> oh, man. Glad I unzipped my pants and... Took my penis out yeah. and relieved it. Um, and expulged yeah. all over. Yeah. 
by unzipped, I meant pull aside my basketball shorts yeah. and panties. And... Aye, aye, aye. You got you got some saggy meat. Oh yeah, you Big have balls. problems. Yeah, <laughs> hitting water in certain toilets where yeah. I've never come close. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you have come close. Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, come in public toilets. Okay. <laughs> Actually, have I don't know all. if I have. Now that I think about well, it. Well, you're not really living, are you? <laughs> <laughs> have you really come then? <laughs> Uh, sure. Feeling of that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, feeling of that, uh, we get our next shoulders chime in here, and he's talking about the fucking the energy of the stones again. He says, "You can feel this electromagnetic charge. The people that built this must have an advanced knowledge of the world's magnetic energy fields." And he's talking like yeah. amidst rain and all this shit in yep, this episode yep, yep. too. And then we get into the world energy grid, which they kind of skim over in this episode. Um, and we've talked about it before, but there's this theory with the ancient astronaut theorists, uh, some Egyptologists and stuff too, but that every megalithic structure in the world that is seems difficult to build was built on this like even grid oh, around the yeah, world. But yeah. I'm like, when they draw the, the shit, it's like you're they're literally like crisscrossing every line of latitude and longitude. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. something happens to fall on a lot of them, yeah. but not all of them, or most of them, or whatever. And um, and uh, that being said, it is to completely factual that there are these electromagnetic spikes in certain yeah, spots, yeah, and it's yeah. fairly common. Again, birds can sense it very deeply. A lot of mm-hmm. animals, even we can sense it. We can yeah, feel. Don't, don't we have in, in animals a lot of have have that like literally a magnetic mm-hmm. rock for the most part? Not like a right. massive rock, you're right, right. fine, but. A little bit in your nose that helps right. like guide you and center and all exactly. that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And and people some people walk into these things. People go to fucking Sonoma, Arizona or whatever, yeah. or New Mexico, wherever that is, because yeah. there's, there's a lot of energy vor- vortexes there. Yep. So you go there and there's electromagnetic spikes and things, which then people go, oh, those are paranormal are portals for the spirit world and, and crystals yeah. and this and whatever. But the fact remains that they make some people nauseous and sick as well, you know. Some people they make them feel charged up or whatever. Most people yeah. they make them feel good, mm-hmm. but some people make them feel like their like their sense of, center Weird of gravity's enough, off yeah. or whatever. Um, there's some again. It was on Ghost Adventures, but you can go to this park yeah. in Oregon, Portland area, and it's where this like where they say that this huge vortex sits over it, and it is pretty gnarly. Like you can see them like like uh rolling rolling a ball a certain way, and it kind of changes and stuff like that, like a metal ball, like all this weird shit. Anyway, we should go there. Yeah, because we will be in Portland. That's true. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Ooh, excuse me. So it's not that there aren't these magnetic spikes. It's more that were they these spots that aliens came and tried to fucking gain energy from or whatever right. too, you know, and uh, it's, I think it's more that like people felt these spots and maybe thought they were magical sites because yeah. it's like, whoa, this a is charged up and something. weird and the animals are acting strange or the fucking yeah. trees bend a little this way or whatever too. Um, and Childress comes, chimes in again and he says, you know... It wasn't until we flew over the stones at Garnack in a helicopter that we could see that these stones were meant to be seen from the sky. And it's like, yes, of course, because again, That's the pyramids where the lived. looking yeah. at yeah, looking at the pyramids from the sky, they look like the Orion's yeah. belt or whatever too, right. you know. So uh, and match up with them. So mm-hmm. of course, people thought the gods lived in the stars and that was all, like yeah. pan cult people it, worship the stars themselves yeah. sometimes if you look at churches they're built in the shape of crosses so then god mm-hmm. looks down he can see the cross or right. whatever yeah so um anyway it's 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 not really a point for us it doesn't have to be space travelers that everyone was building stuff for the gods to see the yeah, everyone lines, was obsessed all that with space shit. yeah yeah 
Um, we get a Sook alert here, but he goes over the Pythagorean theorem thing. He's like, oh, these guys didn't know A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I'm like, okay. These fucking idiots. And I kind of had this thing where, like, I was like, you know, but when you're even, like, a little kid and just, like, drawing shapes or noticing shapes the first time, you probably fucking draw a Pythagorean triangle without even knowing it because it's not that uncommon. Like, drawing a proportional right triangle, right? it doesn't even have to be the same proportion as long as this side plus this side equal that side. Um but I don't, I don't understand why it's such a – they act like it's such an intricate fucking shape. Or it's not even intricate. It's just a tri- – it's a right triangle, you know? Like, yeah. And so plus I would like to like see that other triangles in other megalithic things or even modern things or whatever, if someone was just like, well, we were just making a triangle with one straight yeah. side and then a, cur- a, a slant, it's like, Longer, I don't know. Yeah. You know so. I mean all the angles in any triangle add right. up to 180 mm-hmm. no matter how long or weird right. shape they are. And of course, like the Greeks, and then a couple thousand years later during the Renaissance, which is this you know rebirth of Greek and Roman ideals, they got obsessed with geometry and its connection with the stars, and mm-hmm. so like math became divine. So maybe the actual answer is that people before the Greeks and Romans were starting to figure this shit out a little bit or trying this stuff out. They just weren't writing it down because it wasn't that common. You know, I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying yes or no, but it's just you know. So. Um, Childress chimes in again, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I think that these stones are generating energy, and, uh, and extraterrestrials are using it like some kind of airport beacon, and then it shows this <laughs> fucking radar, yeah. like whatever, and using it to navigate the entire planet. And it's like, okay, like again, why is it stones? Is it the magnetism above the stones? Can the fucking aliens not see the ground? Like, yeah, yeah. like I don't, where are they? Are, are they the flying? Fake horizon, right? Like, especially if the aliens are, because one of the theories is that oh, the Greys are just these android-like machine beings that are. Because who cares? They'll just let they'll let them be these like th- AI like thinking probes, basically, to go out and do things and do tasks and whatever. Or that they're literally operating through the, these these Greys or whatever aliens you, you want to talk about. But yeah. again, they can scan. You'd have to assume they can scan anything and not need the help of magnetic fields or whatever, you know. So uh, we – again, if we have better technology than that to go, to go around our to own planet whatever. or yeah. to scan the elements of other planets or other stars by how light passes through a prism, you don't think they can fucking at least do that? Right, like, right. I don't know. It's just it's, – it's so inconsistent. So um, I, I'm calling it that the megalithic GPS fallacy, which is that you need megaliths. Aliens need megaliths to fucking tra- uh, traverse the world, right? And have have these markers, you know. Um, it's like it's like, oh, I'll put a Google pin on the pyramids here. It's like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and but, and and again, radar or not radar, but satellites and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. so yeah, um, we then move to one of the the two new pieces of information uh, on the show so far um, is Armenia uh, in a place uh, in Sicyon, Armenia, and. We're, we're talking about the Armenian Stonehenge here. It's called Karahonge, or Karahonge, mm-hmm. I think, uh, or Karahonge. And uh, uh, it's 7,500 years old. It predates Stonehenge by 4,500 years, which is cool. Uh, agreed that it's some sort of astrological model by you know mainstream archaeologists yeah. and stuff. And they kind of say that this kind of seems like it was the world's oldest observatory. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. all these cool, like... Um, Circular holes drilled in the stones, kind of at eye level, and then they all point the angle upward towards the sky right, somewhere. Right, right. Um, but they can't see a pattern, but 
we get on and David Wilcock, Five Heads at Friday's, a little more mellow this episode. Yeah, yeah. Matt is um, charged up. He comes on to talk about how, you know, oh, the stones don't correspond with the, the Cygnus constellation anymore because the axis has shifted since then. Mm. And that's actually true. The axis has shifted. Uh, sometimes it can cause, you know, cultural changes due to weather changes and, you know, all that kind of yeah, stuff, too, yeah. when this happens. Um, so there's nothing weird about that. But they do talk about Cygnus, the constellation, which is a swan or in some cultures a vulture. Mm. And a lot of cultures think that Cygnus was the window, like the 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 way to the gods, like the doorway yeah, into the yeah. stars. And lo and behold, it's a fucking bird. Like we've been saying on every mm-hmm. episode, because birds can fly and their ships and this yeah, and that and yeah. whatever. So um, anyway, um, they're asking, you know, but did extraterrestrials come to Karahoon? That's how it was. Yeah. Uh, even before then, because there are uh, petroglyphs, so stone carvings on flat pieces of stone um, that are 10,000 from 10,000 BC. So three yeah, or yeah. 2,500 years before the Armenian Stonehenge, they're in the same area. And there's just thousands of, like, these humanoid beings. Some are distorted and weird-looking. Yeah. Some are animals, whatever, like, typical shit. Um, and then uh, fucking uh, Jason Martell, the Slickback King, some, comes on and goes... No, <laughs> Slickback King? Yeah. <laughs> the Slickback King, I am your king. <laughs> um, he comes on and says, uh, now, some of these carvings are very similar. And he says similar, like, I, mm, I noticed mm, the pattern. Mm. Very similar to a modern-day gray alien. And I'm like... Jason, you've never seen a gray alien. Nobody has, right? Yeah. Like no one. I mean, again, UFO abduction stories aside, humans have never, on a mass scale, seen an example of a gray alien body. Yeah, never. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like so we don't know what the fuck we know what they're described. Someone as. may, but we, right, as the general populace, do right. not. Mm-hmm. There's no zoo or biological preserve where there's a fucking body of a gray alien that that people the yeah. the, the public has seen. So. Um, anyway, Sooks is obsessed with these discs that they're holding Mm -hmm. and it's, and he's like, he's like, is this a representation of a flying disc? And the answer is yes. Like he gets all quick and he's like, because this is a human rendering of something they saw a long time ago. And I'm like, but how long ago did these people see it? Right. And just because something is a circle shaped thing, the fucking Egyptians drew the sun as a disc forever. Yeah, uh, Akhenaten, he 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 brought in this monotheistic religion, which was just the sun disc. And I'm like, right. why isn't it just the sun? Everybody worshipped the stars the sun, and yeah. the sun, which is a star. So it's like, why is this? Why does it have to be a crap? Because they don't. I mean, if they would have said, now look, there's a little guy in there, and there's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's there's jewels and this. Canoodles, and I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, canoodles. <laughs> you know, your average UFO canoodle. Yeah, the um, kind of stuff. What is a canoodle? I don't know. I oh, just okay. made that up. It's uh, a sock, technically. Oh, it is. Okay, I know I've seen that somewhere before, but uh, but yeah, it's it's just kind of like they're they're trying to hit so many points in this one. It seems like like you were saying before we recorded, this was a full on like a, like the last one, Angels and Aliens. This was a full on edit show, like yeah, a post edit. Yeah. The not, fact that we like recognize so many clips already mm-hmm. is like okay, this is right. We're twelve episodes in, you know, together. yeah, yeah. <laughs> twelve episodes out of. Probably 120, yeah. you know, that exist right now. So um, get ready for at least 10 more times. Yeah. These. But, uh, but yeah, so the last uh, segment here is about uh, Coral Castle, which is the only what we call a modern monolith or megalith. So in Homestead, Florida, um, there's this really like it's a tourist site um, that is like a stone garden made of ancient coral stones. Um 30-ton blocks, like, carved out. Looks very, like, ancient-style carvings and stuff like that. 
Um, but it was actually just built by this guy named Edward Leedskalnen. Uh, he was a Latvian immigrant. He was also a scientist, very reclusive, very kind of petite, like five foot, you know, about a hundred pounds, you know, yeah. little bubble butt on yeah. there, you know, nice striking nose. You know, an, an, a, a, a cup, but just full as right. fuck. Exa- just firm and perky. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So, Those uh, aren't sagging for a long time, right. my friend. Sagging baggins. Um, yeah. But no, that's the real pressure. I was going to okay? say, hello, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am Gollum. Hello, yeah. Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I would love to see your sagging. I'm healthy, happy, and I'd love to go on your journey to find the ring. Yeah. Or destroy Your bag that sags. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, it's kind of a sweet story, but at the same time, some of the real evidence about him, he was just kind of a shrewd businessman that wanted to make a bunch of tourist money. Right. And he was a scientist. Like, um, they kind of said, like, I, I read a couple sources, I'll name some of them here, but like, they were like, the problem with, with your average person reading this and wanting to solve this mystery is that they see it as a, a mysterious monolith and not like just a magic trick? Because um, basically, that's what he set it up as, um, knowing how to manipulate um, some basic principles of leverage and the right tools and a generator and some stuff. But we everyone gets into oh, he could have only used anti grav yeah, technology yeah. to lift these stones, greasy up, you know? poles and holes, right? Yeah. So, and that's literally what happened. So um, he. He apparently made it for this girl who promised to move to America with him. Uh, she never ended up coming um, because he just Sorry. wasn't, you know, yeah. he didn't, he wasn't reading her body language. He or wasn't paying brain. attention to her cues, yeah. you know. Exactly, right? Like, Stimulate her mind and get hey, her to come. the brain is a girl's biggest erogenous yes. zone, okay? It's her fucking right. dick. I just made that <laughs> up. <so. laughs> Rub that brain, Ooh, get that come. I got a brain boner here. Yeah. Um, but, uh... But yeah, so everyone's like, how could this tiny little man just build it with a makeshift tripod of basically like telephone pole style yeah, trunks yeah. and this weird little black box that everyone freaks out about? So um, he told people that he knew the secrets of the pyramids and how they were built and, and worked at night so no one could see. And that's kind of scary. <laughs> He's on a, 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 a large ladder and some kind of a, a steppy, and we <laughs> need a little extra reach. And, yeah. and these, these tripods are huge, massive trunks. And, and, and you think that those would have to support the weight of a cute little Latvian man. Yeah. <laughs> and his nice little butt. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I looked this up to uh, possibly debunked. Um, here, so uh, a short, uh, so there was a gate there. Um, it's this big uh, revolving kind of stone gate with a center, yeah. you know, it's like a turnstile, but just a brick, a, a block of stone. Uh, so a short, uh, nine short ton, oh, I see, 8.2 tons revolving eight foot tall gate is a famous structure at the castle documented on the television programs in search of, and that's incredible. Uh, the gate is carved so that it fits within a quarter of an inch of the walls. It was well-balanced, reportedly, so that a child could open it with the push of a finger. The mystery of the gate's perfectly balanced axis and the ease with which it revolved lasted for decades until it stopped working in 1986. In order to remove it, six men and a 50-short-ton crane were used. Once the gate was removed, the engineers discovered how Lee Skalnan, Edward Lee Skalnan, the, the builder, had centered and balanced it. He had drilled a hole from top to bottom and inserted a metal shaft. The rock rested on an old truck bearing. So meanwhile, it could turn easily. Yeah. It, was on a, it was on a thing that was meant to turn. Literally, yes. Right? And so, and a big thick axle from a truck. Ooh. It was, uh, it was the, uh, uh, the rust. Sorry, I was thinking Axel Rose's yeah. big thick dick. <laughs> <laughs> Think of that rusty Ooh, that axe big, hole. That big gun and that little yeah. rosebud butthole, huh? 
Um, but uh, it was the rusting out of this bearing and re- that resulted in the gate's failure to revolve. So it rusted up and tightened yeah, up and yeah. whatever. So um, complete with new bearings and shaft, it was set back into place on July 23rd, 1986. It failed in 2005 and was again repaired. However, it, was, it does not rotate with the same ease it once did. I guess they finally were like, fuck it. I didn't yeah, fucking yeah. make that much effort here. So in uh, Edward's journals... He said that he discovered the way to make stones weightless by understanding gravity as more of a magnetic force. And if you can reverse the magnetic polarity of gravity, then you can reverse gravity's pull, which is weight on yep, it, right? Yep. So then we get into this mysterious black box that nobody supposedly knows what it is, also debunked. Uh, Ed himself charged for tourists to see this. Uh, and a Latvian created technique where he was from called block and tackle helped him move the large stones. It also took him 20 years why would it take him that long if this was an anti-grav box, right? right. Um, because if, as George Norrie comes on and he goes, he's like obsessed with this, and he's like, he's like, he probably just pushed the blocks into place, and he's all like, like a little kid, like elated and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, if it was that easy, George, why did it take 20 years? Yeah. It's yeah. not that big of an area. There's, I think they said there were 30, 30 to 50 stone blocks. Like, even if, even if we're being like trying to be benefit of the doubt and saying, yep, yep. oh, it took him like a year or two to carve all these stones with modern whatever, or even with old technology, yeah. whatever, to then lift them and put them into place. There's no fasteners. There's no anything. And it was anti-grav, and you could float them around with the push of a finger. That would have taken him a couple weeks at most. Right. You know right. what I mean? And most of that would have been like, oh, I like this here. No, I like this there. Yeah, whatever, yeah. too. Here we go. Rearrange it. And so the uh, the metal box, you know, they, they saw that in, uh, in some, like, rare film footage in the 1930s, it was simply um, a generator for two light bulbs because he was working at night. The reason he worked at night was because a bunch of fucking kids were coming at night and vandalizing shit. Mm-hmm. So he decided to work at night now, and, and he did that for 20 fucking years to build this thing. And, of course, if he creates this mystique, he's an immigrant. He's trying yeah. to make his way. If he creates this mystique, especially the sob story about the woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just like a bleeding heart fucking romantic Classic, story, yeah. you know? So that's going to keep people paying their whatever they said. It was 20 cents or whatever back in the day to come see this. Yep. Um, and... Uh, 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 Oh, yeah, because you could just see the lights going on or whatever. But everyone's like, oh, this black box must be this anti-gravity right, machine right, or whatever, right. too. Special magic. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, you can go to an article uh, where I got a lot of this info from on a site called PESN.com. Um, if Penis. You look, I know, exactly. Yeah. Peason. Uh, if you look up PESN.com and then Coral Castle Busted, there's a big, long URL. I'm not going to read it. Now, my but, favorite is Busty Coral Castle. Right. And it's a beautiful site with oh, yeah. beautiful beach babes mm-hmm. just in their busty chests mm-hmm. hanging out in the Coral Castle. Right. I like uh, Busty Coral Castle th- Volume 3, yeah. Busty Butts. Yeah. Castle fuckers. Right. So it's small boobs, but busty butts are the right, boobs right, are busting right. out of their butt yeah. bras. It's which nice. are their pants, I guess. Yeah, those backward um, zippers that explode. Yeah, yeah. And they go for it. Right. Um, but I think it's the second mention of like wrestling style pants that we <laughs> talked about since last time. No, there's some girl too. on Instagram and she had this thing where she had these <laughs> zipper but they zipped up in the back mm. her jeans and she's like bending over and it like boom. Like right. the <laughs> zipper goes down because her ass <laughs> is so yeah, it goes <laughs> boom. That was nice like Tension in that sound effect. Yeah. Oh, I liked that it. Onomatopoeia. Um, but anyway, also, we were talking about this before the show, too. He's George Norrie's like, oh, and there was this picture of this uh, turning thing in his yeah. basement. And what if he was just spitting that and making gravity? And I'm like, how the fuck do you know what you're talking about, yeah. George? Like, come and on. how come we can't, if you have it, can't we just go down there and figure right. all this well, shit out? Oh, but it's been disassembled. They said, yeah, I'm like, yeah. of course it has. But also... 
if he was creating anti-gravitational fields on a pretty small piece of property, it kind of looks like the, the amount of property like a liquor store in its parking lot would be on, like yeah, not yeah. that massive or anything. And uh, <laughs> wouldn't like anyone walking by some rocks or pieces of sand or the whole fucking thing or the potted plants around there yeah. in that field. Are you telling me that he could in the basement make an anti-grav field on one spot that's only like five feet wide or something right, like right. Te- pinpoint technically, everything. technically you could drive a car and it would start floating because this fucking anti-grav field apparently could lift uh, 15, what 20 we say? Tons. 15, 20 ton blocks. So it's like. You're telling me a three thousand, you know, four thousand pound car isn't going to be lifted, right, or right. or a kid walking by isn't going to fucking float up or something, yeah. or nobody threw a baseball. In, I don't know. It's just like it's telling me no one threw a baseball right, around here. Right. <laughs> nobody, nobody fucking plays stickball anymore. Okay. You know. Yeah. Not like back in the old days. Yeah. You know. Love play, waiting for my Latvian women. Yeah. We we play a little stickball and beat the fucking first minority <laughs> that walked around the corner because that was our neighborhood. Okay. Ooh. This is a fictional history of my life. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It was the baseball part that was yeah. fictional, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get to we move through this quicker than I thought, actually. But because it's not there's not that much like it's like good chunks, but they're kind of yeah. movable chunks. Yeah, right. It's nothing. You know, like when you're, you're in that puke fetish yeah. thing. You yeah. know, you yeah. want to get some good chunks yeah. that can you sw- slop around. And... Yeah, I mean, you know, Thomas Poo chunks is a classic <laughs> man for moving those things. <laughs> a classic man. Yeah, for moving those <laughs> moving such chunks. You are a classic man, sir. <laughs> you are great and honorable. You have two arms, two legs, a <laughs> mustache, and a penis. Yeah. A classic man. Beautiful set of low hanging balls. <laughs> Um, we end this episode on our last Coppins call. But do they wait? Do they? Do they wait? <laughs> they don't go into how he cuts all the stone, though, huh? No. But yeah, again, right, right. you can also argue that, uh, yeah, because they kind of say, "Oh, he just cut the stone." They have an ex, like a guy that runs the um, uh, the the tourist thing there, and he's yeah. the one, of course, uh, keeping this narrative alive that they couldn't yeah, solve yeah. it. They didn't know what that's that block. So that ps pesn site. The person on that site is like, I went there. We talked to the guide there, and one of the and the guide said, "We're not actually required to tell like this story. Just don't tell anyone I told you." And, and the guy there was the one that was like, "This is all how we did it. Here's there's this there's a video the of things, this. There's yeah. a whatever, and uh, you can look at old newspapers and see some stuff or whatever too. So um, that could also be fucking bullshit too. I don't know, right? But um, he uh, he supposedly got it from. The tour it's guide before much. him or something that was like that quit or whatever. So, Again, anyway. Handed down lore. Right. Um, and uh, we get a Coppins call to end the episode. And, he's, and he says, you know, because, of course, they ask, like, oh, did he learn it from E.T.? So they don't really go into it that much. And Coppins yeah, yeah, is yeah. just like, now we have to ask the question, did he learn it from some visitor from another realm? And he just, that and it's like the only realm. worthwhile yeah. thing to fucking say because it's the classic uh, Coppins call, Coppins line. So, yeah, I mean, there's like this, again, very rehashed episode. Um, again, I feel like all of season two has just been like, oh, shit, we have a season two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How can we make enough episodes? Right. Um, our next episode is going to be... Alien the, and the Third Reich. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, season two, episode nine is Alien Devastation. So, if you want to watch that episode before next week, um, you can kind of uh, watch it. I don't know, but anyway, we're yeah. getting we're getting out of the finally the 2010 phase of the series because season one and two were all recorded yeah. or aired in 2010. Um, but uh, yeah, it's we're going to hear about go go back to Tepe a lot. We're going to hear yeah. about. Uh, Karnak a few more times at least <laughs> in the series. I'm into um, it. Yeah, but uh, 
But yeah, at least we got some Childress. We got a lot of new Childress, but you know, a little disappointing. I'll but. take old Childress over no yeah, Childress. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Childress. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If you like our show and like our uh, weird sense of humor, then listen to our craft beer podcast. Where we review breweries every week. Um, it's called Beer There, Drunk That. It's on the same podcast services that Probably Ancient Aliens is on. That's it. Uh, Beer There, Drunk That PC on Instagram and Beer There, Drunk That on Facebook. Uh, we also have Beer There, Drunk That dot com, which yeah. is nice, too. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, Ancient Aliens has social media as well. That's true. Um, we're trying to figure out this Alien Con thing, yeah. which is the, the Pasadena convention that the alien, Ancient Aliens people P- put yeah, on. For the most part, it's a History Channel <laughs> right. convention of Ancient Aliens. <laughs> Even though, though there's no History Channel logo anywhere, but it's I so think like it's because... Men- I feel like History Channel's posted about it or something. Right. But yeah, yeah, they promote it, but yeah, yeah and then maybe they get a cut or whatever, too. But, like, uh, but yeah, most of the big hitters on this show... Are going to be there. Um, Big, thick hitters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big titters. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Linda Howe, the plastic surgeon, was on this episode, yeah. too. But, like, again, Briefly. just like, what if it was like this? And this is amazing. <laughs> it just, honestly, it, it reeks of kind of chauvinism to, like, oh, let's put the chick on. that just cause She can be the emotional Mystical, pull for everyone and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but... Um, Anyway, I'm sure she's fucking rich as hell anyway, yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm sure all these guys actually make a fuck she, ton of money from the show. She is fucking Mr. Rich and Hill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Rich and Hill, and I am yeah. fucking the plastic oh, surgery queen. I am just into a classic man. Yeah. You know, two <laughs> arms, two legs, a mustache, and a penis. <laughs> and a set of low-hanging <laughs> balls. Low-hanging <laughs> balls. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's why I had to get my facelift because huh. he was Roman soldier helmeting so helmeting me so much Forcing that my cheeks and everything were just sagging prematurely yeah. with Give the me weight that of frown those low upside hairs, down right? instead. Come on, <laughs> and then my frown is upside down because yeah. I hang my head off the side of the mattress and he fucks my throat. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, classic man yeah. style, he, Linda. <laughs> I started to have him just rub cucumbers on his nuts because <laughs> those were sitting on my eyes, and that's really good for your. Uh, you know, wrinkles and yeah, such. Yeah, exactly. Keep yeah. it tight. Keep it right. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, uh, His balls tightened up a little bit. For some reason, I was going to say, now, like my mom said, you got to keep that summer pussy all year long. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Like, you work out your pussy. Shaved or something, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you got to work out your pussy all year, yeah. you know. You don't let it get fat. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Maybe you do. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Alien. Um, <laughs> yeah, thinking about going to Alien Con. Um, hoping, wink, wink, that we can get hooked up with some tickets here. But uh, we'll see. Um, if anyone wants to pay for it, go to our <laughs> Patreon now. Yeah, fiftieth um, level patron. Uh, please also, uh, if you like the show, give us a five star review on iTunes, and if you review us in the comments of that five star rating, uh, we will read it on the air. We actually haven't che- I haven't checked iTunes all week, so sorry if anyone did it time. But I think I uh, checked. I didn't see any fresh review. I think. Okay. Maybe some more ratings, but no right. written reviews that Got I it. could see. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it. I think it's going to do it. Probing Ancient Aliens. We're going to go unexplained, some more structured. And, um, you know, yeah, tell kids kid that, that uh, this fucking capitalistic machine they're all stuck in is a structure that has no explanation, and they need to rise up. And their fellow proletariats need... I don't know what the fuck communist shit is. Yeah. All I know <laughs> is that I work for cum. <laughs> ah, the old sea dumpster. Bye. In, in the sky. Now, that's yeah. a structure I can't explain. <laughs> now, that we may never know. 